Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Indulgibles Podcast. I'm Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. Howdy. Uh, we are rolling. We are rolling right along on our position previews. Um, we messed up on Monday or on Tuesday's episode and had to post it on Wednesday. Uh, but now you're getting another one. Like Drake said, we're going back to back. So uh, today we're doing D line. Uh, we finally finished off the offense uh, last week with the offensive line. So um, I know D line is a position of strength on the team. It's something that we've been excited to talk about for a long time and uh, we're ready to get into it. But to start us off, Chase, I think you can make the case that the defensive line is the deepest position on the team. What do you think? Hands down. Um, we, we're going to we're gonna do breakout players. On, uh, we've been trying to do that on each one. And we were just sitting here looking at them, and I'm like, man, I got like 17 that I can choose from. <laughs> they're, they're just um, – there's a lot of depth. Um, I'm just going to go out right out and say it. Um, my number one thing that I'm most excited to see is our defensive line against Alabama's offensive line. I think I think that's going to be the tail of the tape for this year. Um, Bama's got such a good offensive line. They're so deep there, and we match that perfectly on the D line. And mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I'm sure you'll hear a lot about that especially surrounding that game. There's going to be a lot of talk about it, but that is going to be the matchup to watch. No matter what else happens in that game, that matchup is just going to be really, really fun to watch. Yeah. I think D-line is – it's between D-line and running back in terms of like what is the strongest position and deepest position on the team, but they're both like among the best in the country uh, respectively. Um, Jimbo just loves him some D line, man. Like, like we had some good defensive linemen when he got here, like Kingsley Kiki, Dalen Mack, um, mm-hmm. guys like that, Justin Matabike. But Jimbo has just really kept that going. And, you know, every class, it seems like we're signing, you know, five and six, you know, pretty high end defensive, uh, defensive line recruits, which, you know, me, I'm, I'm totally fine with. If we're going to overspend, I shouldn't say overspend. That, that's going to give some people some false notations. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> if we're gonna, if we're gonna uh, over allocate resources, like yeah, uh, yeah. like if we're gonna have if we're gonna stack more <laughs> players at a certain position, yeah, then that's the position to over. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> that, yeah. that was a bad use of words, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's just just like you know, if we're gonna be overstocked somewhere. That's the right. position to be overstocked, and and we absolutely are overstocked. Like we're <laughs> we, exactly we can fill two whole teams. I feel like at that position, um, yeah. like, and I, I just mean like, just take those players and put them on two separate teams, and both teams would be deep. Like, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's 
by far and large the position of strength. And I would have yeah. said like D line and running backs are the two positions of strength. But when you look at the D line, like that, there's no like you can't really even compare our running backs. Even though our running back room is very stacked, it's it doesn't hold a candle. I don't think to our our defensive room, um, our defensive line room. It's just it's just crazy. I remember a couple of years ago on the uh, <coughs> when it was coming up on signing day for the 2020 class, and we still had a shot at McKinley Jackson, who we ended up signing. We had it felt like we had one spot left. And like mm-hmm. we were looking at, you know, a few guys here and there. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to be so angry if we take uh, I can't remember who it was. But um, basically, I was going to be very upset if we didn't leave a spot for McKinley Jackson because he was so good and a defensive tackle. Like it's kind of like the it's kind of like, like the Clemson model. Like a couple yeah. years ago, they had three first rounders on their defensive line. Uh, and an, another guy who went like in the middle, like the middle rounds, and you just couldn't do anything against them. Like they had the number one defense in the country, I think, in back to back seasons, and they were just so strong up front. You couldn't run on them, uh, you couldn't pass because they put so much pressure on the quarterback. And uh, if there's, and Jimbo's recruiting well, you know, across, pretty pretty much across the board, especially on defense. But if you're going to, if you had to pick a position where you had to, like, you only got good. You only got good players at one position. I'd pick defensive line in terms of you know defense. But um, enough about that. Let's let's just get right into it with uh, a guy who was a five star coming out, um, big time prospect. Uh, he's a a big time NFL. He will be a big time NFL prospect uh, in April. Um, preseason All American. Um, maybe the best player on this team is probably between him and uh, Kenyon Green, who we talked about on the O-line episode. But uh, his name is Marvin Leal, and he wears number eight, and he's a bad, bad man. Absolute stud. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> by far, in a way, the best player, in my opinion, on the team. Um, the one that's going to translate the most to the next level. But um, he just – He's a uh, he's a very he's a stud at his position. Um, he's he, you could compare him in you know I know they play a little bit different roles here, but um, I mean he's he's very much a, a Miles Garrett type talent. Like he's just he's going to play in the league for a very long time. Um, he's gonna we're very lucky to have him. He's a very yeah. very good player and and. He's so fun to watch. I mean, he he is a a really fun player to watch, um, and it's so good to have a just a quality quality player like him um, that's there. I, I'm I made that comparison to Miles Garrett, um, and when you go back and look at uh, our edge rushers back then, Miles was just you know, made Day-Day into a fantastic player. Not that Day-Day wasn't a fantastic player beforehand, but it just it just seemed like he made everybody around him at that position even better. And I, I think you see that same thing happen with DeMarvin. Um, he's just – makes everybody want to be better. Um, yeah. And and he just – he he's a stud. I mean, he he's our, he's our star player in my opinion. Yeah. I think uh, – 
so he, he plays defensive end. And I think when Aggie fans think of, you know, elite defensive ends, they think of the guys that played here, like Miles Garrett, like Von Miller, uh, those those true edge edge defenders, those pass rushers. And DeMarvin is a he's he's the same caliber in terms of talent, but just in a different way. Like he's not ever gonna have a you know, a twelve sack season in in college football. Um, he, he may get, you know, six, seven, eight sacks, but like, like Miles broke the freshman sack record for the SEC, like when he was, you know, a freshman at A&M. And I think, but, I think Vaughn had 20 sacks when he was a junior. So, yeah. And that's, that's why I was saying that they, they kind of play a little bit differently because, yeah. um, back, back then, um, we had the best edge rushers in, in the league. Um, but we didn't have the inside to back it up. Uh, yeah. you, you just, it was we would rush the edge real fast, and then they'd blow us right up the middle, and yeah. uh, it happened time and time and time again. And it was it was frustrating, but like it was fun to watch those sacks. But then at the same time, they it was nothing for them to run a five or six yard gain up the middle, um, yeah. and and it just made it harder. Uh, this this squad doesn't doesn't really do that. They 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 don't shoot up the field um, like they used to. Uh, and, and I think that's good. I, I think it's it's good to stay home a little bit. Uh, sure, you don't log as many sacks, but you don't give up as many yards either. And and yeah. uh, I I think the way that we play defensive line now, uh, yeah. I I've always thought of us as having a fantastic defensive line. Um, and I think ever since we've been in the SEC, we've had you know one of the best defensive lines every year. But um, the way that they play now compared to what they did, you know, four or five years ago, uh, is, yeah. is a lot more, I hate to say mature. Mature is not really the word. It's just more of like more, uh, controlled, controlled at home. They're, they're there to play, play their position, you know, and, um, rarely do you see these guys out of position. Uh, yeah. they're just, they're just, they're exactly what you want to see at that, that position. And, and yeah. I would, I, you know, I always try not to not to be too high on anything. But is there any other team in in the entire college football in all of college football that has as talented a, a D line as we do this year? I, there's there's teams that have like there's teams that have really good edge rushers like. Oregon's got Kayvon Thibodeau, who will be, you know, a top three pick next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Bama yesterday that they have some really nice edge players um, in Will Anderson and uh, and Chris Braswell, but their interior guys aren't as strong as they've been in the past. So I think in terms of, you know, each position and in terms of depth, I think A&M has the best defensive line in the country. Um, I do too. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what all Georgia has. I know they have a stud at nose tackle and they recruit five stars at seemingly every spot. Um, I'm sure Ohio state's got a good D line, but uh, I think A&M is, is as good or better, you know, than, than anybody else at that position. Yeah. I'd expect us to have the best D line in the country this year. Um, Just, just looking at the sheer talent, but then also looking at how we play that position. Like I just said, just the whole unit as a whole is just phenomenal on both the inside and, and, Outside, I, I think we have a very complete line. Um, 
and and it's so deep like we we talked about already uh that makes it even better because we can just continue to just stay fresh at that position throughout the entire game and and i think that's what i think that's what we built it on you know yeah Um, well and and to, to bring that back to marv a little bit um when you said inside outside i think like he's a he's a really versatile guy I mean, he's like, he's probably 6'3", 6'4", about 290 pounds, uh, but moves incredibly well. So, like, he can anchor, he can anchor as an end and even rush the passer a little bit as an end. Like, he's not going to have, you know, probably double-digit sacks, but uh, he does provide a lot of pressure from there. But you can move him up and down the line. You can slide him inside on passing downs, and he's he's too quick for those interior linemen uh, of opposing teams. And I think he can... You know, he, he can generate pressure that way. And on top of all that, like we just talked about pass rush, his the best part of his game, he is an elite run defender. Like, he, he, I, I don't have the numbers to back this up, but I feel like he gets more like just like normal tackles than most defensive ends do. Like my, most defensive ends mm-hmm. are all about sacks and, you know, tackles for loss. But it seems like Marv is just kind of everywhere. Like uh, he's – He's recovering fumbles. He's batting balls in the air, and he had an interception last year. You know, he had he had the tackles for loss and the QB pressures. Like he's just a really talented player, and uh, he's he's the anchor of this D line. And um, probably his last season as an Aggie, but uh, I, I bet we see him. You know, uh, Im- improve even more, and you know, earn some some postseason accolades and uh, put up some some good production for this defense. But I, I know yeah. it came out today that. Uh, uh, with SEC media days coming up, um, the for some reason they're doing two guys instead of three this year. I guess that's COVID related, but uh, the two guys that A and M is sending are who we believe are our two best players in Kenyon Green and Demarvin Leal. So um, we'll uh, definitely talk about that whenever that time comes, and you know, uh, get some quotes from them from that. But uh, if you got anything else on Mar before we move along. No, I don't believe so. Uh, you know, I don't want to harp too terribly much on him because I mean, yeah, it, he's in my opinion the best player on our team. Um, so I can't say that too many times. You know, that's yeah. that's just how I feel. Um, he's a really really good player, but man, there's like 15 other really really good players that we've got to get into here because yeah, uh, we're just stacked at this position. Yeah. Have you got one you want to go with next? You want to go to the other end? Yeah, um, I, I w- we could. I don't know. I don't know where. There's there's two guys on the other end who are your your prototypical, I guess, kind of rush rush end or edge defender, um, and Michael Clemens and Tyree Johnson. Uh, both mm-hmm. guys could have left if they had wanted to last year. I think this is Clemens's what seventh year in college. Yeah. It's at least his sixth. But he's been around for a while, but. Um, I guess I'd start with him since I think he'll – I think him and Tyree are going to split reps, but I bet Clemens is like the quote-unquote starter. Um, mm-hmm. But Michael Clemens, uh, like we said, he's been around for a long time. Uh, when you when you look at him, he looks like an NFL defensive end. Like if you were going to, you know, mold one out of clay, it would look like Michael Clemens. <laughs> like, no doubt about you it. Know, he's six foot six, probably 270 pounds. Um rocked up looking dude uh and has some some pretty nice athleticism i was i was a a bit slow to warm to him if i'm being honest uh just because we hadn't seen much of him like we always heard about him you know like like every coach that had been here is like oh we got this guy michael clemens like 
he's going to be really good. But mm-hmm. he kind of battled some injuries and um, and things like that. But uh, last year he he really turned it on, and I think he he showed us what he has the p- potential to be. Before I think you know he got hurt uh, against Arkansas and missed the rest of the season. But in um, those those first handful of games last year, he was he was given opposing alliance hell. Like he he had four sacks in five games. Um, even in the Bama game, uh, like he was, I don't think he ever got a sack, but he was getting some decent pressure on Mac Jones against, uh, Alex Leatherwood, who was a eventual first rounder. So, um, I think, uh, I think he's going to, I mean, he, he came back when he could have gone, like he could have gone to the senior bowl. He got, he had an invite, but, um, he wanted to come back for one more ride. And, um, I think, I think he's set to have a big year. Yeah, he, he's he, he's just a really really good good player, um, and I need to come up with some better adjectives. Uh, <laughs> he's just, he he he's 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 got just a, a phenomenal build, um, a really just very intimidating player out there. Um, he he's just he's just a big dude. Uh, Tyree Johnson reminds me more of like uh, who we talked about earlier when I mentioned Day Day like. He reminds me a lot of Day Day. He's kind of he's got that length and uh, I, l- I love Tyree. He's a little bit slimmer, and so he does remind me of some of those really really good edge rushers that we had uh, through yeah. the years. And he plays with that like same tenacity that they used to play with. Oh yeah, uh, and, and I really like that. Like, there's nothing that I love more than seeing D line guys just get like fired up after a sack or after a good yeah. stop. Like like that that makes me so much more just like pumped up than, than probably anything else. Um, yeah. But, but of, I think they're a good starting. pairing between the two yeah. of them, you know, like Clemens, Absolutely. I would say is more like DeMarvin. Like he's, he's built, he's built, you know, big and, and he can, he can stop you on the edge. Um, where Tyree, he's, he's, he's big too, but he's, he's slimmer and he's quicker. And, um, he, if we need somebody to rush in there and, and sack the quarterback, like I think yeah. he's he's the guy that you want to look towards because I uh, think he, he can he can jump that gap and get in there, you know. Yeah, he's got the most natural uh, pass rush ability of the players we've seen so far. There's some young guys Definitely. that are good that may be really good, but um, whenever whenever Tyree wants to, he can explode off the end and dip that shoulder and bend the edge and get after the quarterback. I mean. He, he must love playing in bowl games because in the past two, he had two sacks in each of them, and they came in like huge moments <laughs> of the game. Yeah, but, for um, sure. Like you see it like on, especially on like third down, when he, like like third and long, obvious passing situation, he's gonna explode off the ball, and uh, he, he's he's just so quick. And like I said, he can he's got a, he's got great bend and can really dip that inside shoulder. And uh, it's it's a problem for tackles because they have trouble getting out there quick enough and getting hands on him. But uh, you know, I heard in an interview last year with him that like they were talking about him as a pass rusher. He was like, my favorite thing to do is play the run. Like I just love busting people in the chin. I was like, this is my kind of guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, and, and that's that's what you want for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, and I think there's there's two guys behind him uh, that 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 I think also really pair well together. Um, with with Fadil Diggs and Donnell Harris, um, you know Donnell was a was a five star in his class. He he bumped up, um, uh, graduated early, 
and it bumped him down to a four star. But in my opinion, he's still, you know, got that talent. He just started early, and and so that's that's got to help, you know. Um, yeah. But Fidel, uh, Fidel, and and Donnell together, I think are are a good pairing. Just like I would say, Clemens and, and Tyree are. Uh, just in that, that they they bring a little bit different um, different ball playing uh, skill sets. Yeah, different skill sets that um, they're just they're just both really really good players. Um, but to have them like on any other squad, they would be they would be starting, you know. Um, yeah. And I think uh, of course they're going to be the natural starters next year. Uh, but they're 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 good backups to to these guys that. I mean, you really don't see much of a drop off whenever they go in, uh, yeah. but then, but they're not the only ones, you know. Like you, you still look at the rest of the list. Um, you know, Braden Mowry, I think, is going to be a phenomenal player for us. Jason Harris, I'm really excited to see him and and what he's going to show for us. Um, but but Judy, same thing. Like I'm I'm excited to yeah. see what Judy does for us. You know, like there's absolutely we've got we've got so much talent at this position that that like we. Uh, knock on wood, we really don't have to worry as much with injuries here. Um, and, yeah. and at a position that you always worry with injuries in, in the trenches. And I think that's why Jimbo has built it up like he has. Um, we'll get into this, you know, next week or whatever week we're doing linebackers. But like sometimes linebackers worry me whenever I'm looking, you know, just, just on paper at who we've got. And, and I feel like we're kind of thin there or whatever, but then, what what I realize and what I what when I take a step back, I'm looking at, you know, for we've we've hit a paradigm shift in um, in our defensive structure, mainly on run defense, where used to we tried to line or we we tried to get as many linebackers as we could, and we were just constantly trying to stack linebackers because we we needed better linebacker play, and that was always the talk of the town, but nobody really pointed to the fact that we were a little bit absent on the interior D line. And, um, now that we have somewhat thinner linebacker, uh, you, you know, the, the linebacker room is, is thinner maybe than it has been in the past. It doesn't matter as much because they're not even getting to that level because we have this just, just uber talented D line. And, um, and so I, it's a it's a paradigm shift, like I said, that I can't look at it on paper anymore because I can't use the conventional wisdom that I had back a couple years ago watching AM play. And I'm like, oh, uh, you know, we're thin at linebacker. Well, it doesn't really matter if we're thin at linebacker because they're not getting there anyways. You know, like it's, it's funny uh, you say those that. Those guys because, are just uh, running downhill at us. Or at I the, think at it was uh, it was Buddy Johnson after the South Carolina game last year. He, he legit he tweeted exactly what you just said. He said, um, "Our defensive line played so good in this game that the the ball carriers weren't even getting to the linebackers. Like he's like, I hardly had any tackles yeah. because the D line would just stop them every play. <laughs> you know, that's just one game. But I think you're exactly right, and I think like some of those linebackers early on in someone's uh, tenure really uh, it was to their detriment that we weren't better inside because." They were just getting, you know, blown up by the interior line. But uh, there's one guy you brought up that I really want to talk about, um, who I think we might might see more of this year. He was a true freshman last year, but uh, with with Donnell Harris, you know, he was a you know 
once upon a time was a five star in his class, reclassified was still like a, a top fifty player. Um uh-huh. six foot six foot four, probably two twenty five, two thirty out of uh out of South Florida. But the kid if if it's not Tyree, it's it's Donnell that has the most just natural, God given pass rush ability. He's just so athletic, uh super long arms, super quick. Um we haven't seen a ton of it. We saw a glimpse in the spring game. He uh, he got Kenyon Green pretty good on an inside move. Um, it didn't happen again, but he got him once. <laughs> um, so I think even with even with Clemens and even with Tyree, uh, I think you could see uh, I think you could see Donald Harris get some looks on third downs and uh, some obvious passing situations. Um, and even on that note, I think like even just using the guys we talked about, you could have a third down set of you can put. You can put DeMarvin at nose and put Clemens at one end and Tyree at the other. That's a pass rushing you know, like squad right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's and, that's one thing that um, I think I've mentioned before on the pod, but uh, the, it, it multiple positions uh, across you know like across the whole team. Jimbo always uses the phrase multiple. Like I like when a guy's multiple. Uh, I, I kind of like, I love and hate that acronym, or the, not the acronym, but that adjective. It's like, okay, like it's not really like, you know, like you, you could, you could say something other than multiple. That's kind of like a, a elementary way of explaining it. But these guys truly are multiple, you know, like they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're diverse in that they can, they can play. DeMarvin can play interior or on the edge, you know, and either way he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, but but you have that across the team. There's so many players like, like RJ Arabo, like he could play, he could play on the edge, but he, he could also play linebacker if he needed to, you know, and, and, um, a lot of these edge rushers, you know, I know that's how it is on a lot of teams probably, but, um, I just, I just feel like across the board, there's a lot of these defensive line guys that, uh, might not be your traditional sized edge rushers or your traditional sized, you know, interior D line guys, and they could really play either position if they needed to, and they would yeah. still be they would still be, you know, um, really good at that position. There are some yeah. guys that are are like true to their position, but I think there's plenty that that um, that you know could play either either position. Yeah. Um, so let's move let's move more to the the interior then, because um, there's well, a hang lot on, of hang guys on. there. Oh, sorry. Real. You're good. Real quick before we do, well, this is kind of a good transition because I think I think these other two guys could play inside or outside. Uh, uh-huh. I know we've said that a lot, but like these guys are true, like in, like they're they're true freshmen. They may grow a little bit, so we don't know where they're going to play just yet. But mm-hmm. uh, two of the of the highest rated recruits in this this incoming class, uh, Tamisha Adelier and Shamar Turner. Yeah, uh, Shamar Turner was a five star out of Desoto, uh, the highest ranked player in the class. Super stud, um, yeah. Compares really well to Demarvin. Um, a little bit shorter, uh, and not like the 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 length that Demarvin has. But I think I think he's quicker off the edge. I think he's like like he he explodes out of his stance. He was uh, he was hell on opposing offenses at, at Desoto. Um, mm-hmm. He racked up a ton of sacks and just caused a lot of havoc. Uh, if if there's a if there is a true freshman that can contribute, I think it's him. Uh, but it could be, you know, any of those guys we talked about, it could be, uh, Fidel, or not Fidel Dix. It could be Jazion Harris. It could be Elijah Judy. Um, it could be, 
the other guy that I just talked about, Tumishi Adelier. Yeah. Um, he was a he was a flip from Ohio State, you know, at one point, and um, you know he's been a, a highly rated recruit his entire uh, his high school career, and um, he's he, he's a little bit different build than than Shamar. He, he's kind of got the like the longer arms and the and the bigger build. Uh, I could see him sliding inside, but I think I think both those guys could truly play either or. Yeah, Shamar Turner is just just a. a He's he's just he's a, he's solid a beast. Muscle. He's just yeah. just a, a a beast. He is going to be the natural progression uh, to replace Demarvin. He, he's just he's just that caliber of player. But Tamiche is not much different. Like he is. Yeah. He I, I he was one I was super excited about when we got that flip. Um, mm-hmm. because I remember when he committed to Ohio state to begin with, and I was like, no, like I, <laughs> I really wanted, wanted him. He was one of, one of mine that I had earmarked in the class. And, um, so, so I was, I was super excited to get him back, uh, because he, he's, he is a phenomenal player and he just plays with a lot of grit. Um, if you watch his, his high school tape, like he just, he's a tough guy and, and yeah. I think he's. He could play either either position, but I think he's going to be the natural fit at uh, interior. Uh, whereas yeah. I could I could see Shamar being being kind of a tweener. Um, yeah. It, if I had to choose between the two, which one's going to be more of the tweener? It's going to be Shamar. But yeah. that's just because he's quicker. He's 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 just solid muscle, you know. And yeah. um, he just reminds me more of Demarvin or or somebody like that. That that's just a a super stud. Um, yeah. There's a lot of but, good young players on this team, especially on the D line. Oh, no doubt about it. Like uh, our our D line guys are just uh, the young guys are are phenomenal, but but they're replacing not replacing, but they're backing up guys who are already phenomenal. So it's not like it's not like we're play we were replacing a um you know a position of need with some really good young players like maybe we have in the past, and and we have in in this team uh, at different positions, you know, like wide receiver and, and some of these that were stacking some talent to back yeah. up some lesser talent. Um, but this is one where we're, we're replacing talent with talent. And yeah. um, I, I think what, what we would want to see moving forward in our recruiting is that this continues to happen at the D line, but that it starts to happen at every other position as well. Um, yeah. You know, if our if our offensive line was as deep and stacked as is this, I wouldn't even I, I'd be like, yeah, give us go ahead and give us the championship because, um, <laughs> it, you know, they like like they say, the SEC is one in the trenches. It's we're a line of scrimmage league. We and we're going to dominate the defensive line of scrimmage. I mean, that's just that's yeah. just no no doubt about it. Not saying that we can't dominate the the offensive line of scrimmage because we've got some really good guys there. But we don't have near the depth there that we have here, um, just just because you know two years ago we had a really deep defensive line and we're replacing those with a really deep de- defensive line. Like it, it's yeah. just just uh, I'm really good there. Um, yeah. Let's talk deep tackles. Yeah, I was, I, I was about to say the same. Yeah, I I love this position. I, I love I love every position along the line of scrimmage, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me an army of disrupting interior defensive linemen, and and we'll win a championship. <laughs> and it's it's kind of it's kind of what Jimbo's been building here. But 
Uh, let, let's start with the the uh, old man of the group, uh, the fifth year senior uh, from Houston, Texas, uh, Jaden Peavy. Um, yeah. Love Peavy. Uh, love that he came back. Uh, he's another guy that could have gone to the draft. Um, came back for one last ride. Uh, interesting player um, who had a really nice year last year, finally getting his chance to start. Uh, he's not built like your typical defensive tackle. He's he's he's, he's on the tall side. He's about six foot seven, uh, but still you know probably three hundred five pounds. Uh, mm-hmm. Quick as a cat though. Uh, he can really move and. Um, he does a pretty good job of staying low for being that tall and, uh, you know, using those long arms to get off of blocks and uh, just cause chaos in the interior. Um, I, I'm really excited about him. I'm glad that he came back, and I think he's he's set for an even bigger year. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad to have him back. Um, I think he'll, he'll have a really good year this year. He put all the pieces together last year, and I, I think, you know, it'll be good to see him take that and run with it this year. Uh, yeah. And then, and like we've said already a hundred times, um, he's got, he's got guys behind him that he can rely on if he needs to, you know? And so yeah. he's not, he's not going to be pushing to where he has to play every play because he can, he can sub out when he needs to. And there's guys that can come in and, and there's not going to be any kind of drop off there. So yeah, um, I am super excited to have him back. I'm big on senior leadership um, Jimbo has really turned the table. I feel like on senior leadership, uh, because it, it just seems like in the past, like we've had it, have had one or two seniors that, that really carry the whole team with them. Um, but it just seems like, especially on our defense, um, we've got one of those guys at every position, you know, and, and that's yeah. what you want. Um, he's going to be our guy there on the line DeMarvin as well. Um, and, and then Clemens, you know, like we yeah. already mentioned Clemens and, and Tyree for that matter. Like yeah. we've got some really good senior leadership there backed by super talented young guys. And, yeah. um, they, those super talented young guys, they could come in if they were in any other, any other, uh, program and they came in and started right away, not saying that that would prevent them from being really good players, but to be able to come in and play under super talented seniors and yeah. fifth year seniors at that, like that, that gives you something to really strive and really look up to because I mean, you can attest to it. Any of us can attest to it. I went to more classes my senior year than I did my other years combined, you know, because I was, I was more mature. Like I was, I was a grown yeah. man by that point that I, I wasn't, I wasn't, in college to jack around, I was there to, to go to school and, and that's just saying school, but I'm saying like, I'm sure their work ethic is there because they have that maturity. Um, and so when you're a young guy and, and the guys you're around are these mature guys who are, are showing you how it's done day in, day out, as opposed to a whole bunch of other young guys, just like you, that y'all are all just goofing around um, that, that maturity, you grow up a lot faster. And, and I think you see that with the way they play because, um, yeah. just to kind of transition into some of these other guys like McKinley Jackson and, yeah. and, um, you know, like they're, they've already shown that they're, they're some really good talented players and they, they have maturity early. Um, yeah. and part of that's on them, like respect to them. But it's also that they've had some really good senior leadership in their tenure at A and M. Yeah, 
But there's a few things you said on there I want to touch on real quick. Um, okay. In terms of the of the young guys, like, like we just talked about how how talented they are and things like that. And on past A and M teams, we'd be like, oh, like you know, Miles Garrett's coming in, like we need him to play right away, or Demarvin Leal's coming in, we need him to play right away. You know, there, there's these big time these big time five star prospects. Uh, there there may not be a single guy that gets you know that even burns a red shirt out of that freshman group. Like they may play in in less than four games, but uh, in 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 years past, you know, we weren't deep enough to where we had super talented players mm-hmm. at at every spot on the D line to where you know we can we can sign a bunch of really talented young defensive linemen, and we don't need them right away. Like they can you know. They may get some snaps here and there just to relieve the starters, um, or even like you know against the like like against the lesser teams in a blowout or something. But mm-hmm. we're not counting on them to come in and, and be contributors right away. Like we've we've built that depth up. Um, yeah. And then on Demarvin, like I'm I meant to write that down. I forgot, but uh, I'm glad you you talked about him with the leadership. Like between him and Kenyon Green and Anias Anias Smith, this team has a lot of of really good leadership in the upperclassmen um Mm -hmm. when you hear those guys talk like they're motivated they know how good they can be and their their eyes are set on a big season and on a and competing for a national championship so um that makes me excited when i when i hear them talk and uh how motivated they are and they want it worse than we do you know (laughs) as diehard as we are but um and then about (laughs) i've got a, a good anecdote about pv real quick uh so, like, to pull the curtain back, uh, Chase and I have started this tradition of uh, going to the first game together uh, the past mm-hmm. couple seasons. And uh, first game last year was Vanderbilt, and uh, I got to go. Um, had to leave my wife at home, but uh, she was okay with that. She watched the game with uh, her mom and stepdad. And uh, early on in that game, uh, PV uh, bats a pass down, and uh, the announcers are, like, hyping him up. And she goes, who is 92? I was like, that's uh, Jaden PV," And she's like, is he seven feet tall? <laughs> like, he's, he's a man. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's he's a, he's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, that's that's one of our favorite players now. But um, no, I'm uh, I'm pumped about PV, and I'm I'm really excited about these other guys. Uh, you talked about McKinley Jackson. I, I, I was just saying a while ago that he, he was one of the the guys in his class that I wanted the most, and because I knew we had a shot at him. You know, like there's sometimes there's a a big time recruit that has like some interest, but he, he felt realistic. And, um, it was one of Jimbo's most impressive recruiting wins because, you know, he's a, a borderline five-star defensive tackle, uh, which is the most sec position from the deep South, from Mississippi, you know, mm-hmm. the heart of the sec, like this kid usually goes to Alabama or LSU or Georgia and Jimbo was able to get him to come here. So yeah, that was a big win. And, I figured he'd be good, but at that same Vanderbilt game that me and Chase went to last year, uh, he was getting snaps right away. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Yep, he's good. Like he's going to be a baller." <laughs> he, I mean, he's he's probably six two, three thirty five, big big bodied dude, and exceptionally quick. He, he's he's yeah. the quickest guy off the ball on every snap. Well, and, and uh, he he reminds me. I'm trying to think of who he reminds me of. Maybe Dalen Mack, um, yeah, uh, like like just just a guy that's like like just a bruiser, uh, but like you mm-hmm. said, he's he's really quick off the line. Um, and, and you mentioned his recruitment. Um, he he was 
he was a uh, he was a regular signing day guy, right? He wasn't an early yeah, signing he, day. He was so February. I, th- I want to say that we had like two or three scholarships left. Um, we took Anaya Smith right around then, um, and then the question was, um, do we do we hold out a scholarship for? I think Zach Evans was still in the in the mix at that point, if I'm not mistaken. Evan, and, Evans uh, Evans was, I think. And and uh, what was the what oh, was the offensive lineman that went to Texas? Uh, Javon Shepard. Yeah, Javon Shepard was another guy. Yeah. So uh, there was a big question for me of like, okay, we've we've got we've got positions of need where we have these really good players and you know, like we've got McKinley Jackson over here that is a really good player. And I remember you beating that drum and being like, Oh, I was beating McKinley that Jackson. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, we, like we need, we need a good, you know, one more good offensive lineman. We need a good yeah. running back. Like uh, I was really vying for those. And, and I'm glad I was wrong. I'm glad that we, we took him because he has been a, a really good player and he will continue to be. I mean, you can just he just has that 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 grit to him that I, I talked earlier with uh, Tanmiche. Like he just has that like that swagger that you would want at the interior D line. And mm-hmm. um, he, he just makes for a really, really good player. And and I think I think his best his best is in front of him. Like I, I, I oh, think yeah. we haven't seen the best Mac Jack that's that's there. I think, Mac Jack. Um, yeah, I think, I think we'll I love see that him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just, I, I just think that he's just going to continue to get better throughout the, um, yeah. the rest of his tenure here at A&M. And, and I, I love to see it. I, I could expect for him to be, have a breakout year this year. Um, yeah. I, I feel like he's a, he's a guy that like the national types probably don't know about yet. Like, like they knew who DeMarvin Leal is. Um, some of them know who Tyree Johnson is and, you know, players like that, uh, but a lot of them don't know who McKinley Jackson is, and yeah. that's going to change this year. I think he's he's set for a big year. Um, but I guess the last guy we'll kind of talk about uh, on the interior. Um, th- this is my breakout player for the whole unit. Um, I'm I'm super excited about him. Uh, he didn't play much last year, but uh, he's a redshirt freshman. He'll he'll probably be the first the first defensive tackle off the bench, you know, to give McKinley and PB some rest. But um, Isaiah Rakes. Uh, he's, he's built similar to McKinley. I think he's, I think he's even bigger. (laughs) Like this, this dude is just, he's just a wrecking ball. Like he's built like he's as wide as he is tall, but I I would compare him to Dalen Mack, but I think he's, I think he's quite a bit taller than Mack and Mm -hmm. he's got longer arms than Dalen had. Uh, he's not as quick as Dalen. Dalen was elite, you know, uh, getting off the ball, but, um, and watching, like even when he got in, when when Rex got in the game last year, you could you could see the flashes. And then uh, in the spring game, I was I was super impressed um, yeah. for for a guy his size to 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 move as well as he does. And uh, he just plays with, he plays with a ton of effort. Um, and I, I, lo- I love seeing that from a bigger player. I feel like defensive linemen have a uh, they get a bad rap of, of like people think they're lazy sometimes. Uh, this kid's not lazy. Like he's 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 I don't, I don't want to say all gas no breaks, but he's he's given <laughs> he's given a hundred percent on every play, and mm-hmm. um, I think he, he's going to break out this year. He's going to 
he's going to wreck some some other lines and some Aggie fans are going to be like, who's 34 out there? I haven't seen him yet. But Well, uh, I, I, I thought that last year. There, there was a couple times where I was like, who's 34? Because yeah. you, you made the comparison um, to uh, uh, – To Dalen? To Dalen, and that's what he wore before he wore number five. Um, he, he wore 34, and, and so – like that, that it gave me a flashback last year. Whenever he made a play or two, that I'm like, whoa, like yeah. Dalen back, you know? Like, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's he's a really good player. Uh, he's one of those those New Jersey guys that that we went up and got whenever. Oh yeah, uh, Elijah uh, was it Elijah Robinson that always goes up there and gets those guys. Who who was mm-hmm. always would get those guys. Um, so there's but, actually but a, a couple of guys from the Northeast on the on the D line. Uh, Elijah Judy's from up there. Fadil Diggs. Um, yep. Josiah mm-hmm. Harris, uh, Rakes. Uh, there's a pretty strong uh, northeast northeast contingent on the on the yeah, D line. I'm all about that. You know, oh, like me too. It, it, they've <laughs> they've really proven their 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 worth. You know, they they've been good players for us, and so let's keep that pipeline going. Um, yeah. You know, one guy that we haven't mentioned at all, uh, which if you if you would have asked me who to like name my top five guys that I'm super excited about in this incoming class, he would have been part of it. And here we've talked about 15, 20 guys before we even mentioned him. Is, I, is I know who you're Burris. about to see. I, I was about to say Marcus Burris. Because yeah, as like, soon as you started talking, I was like, we haven't even talked about Burris yet. <laughs> I, I, I know. And, it, and it's because that's how deep this, this position group is. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. This is, like I said, he would be a guy that I would put in my top five of guys that I'm super excited about with this incoming class and yeah. and we we've talked about 15 guys before we even got to him you know like it, yeah. that's that's wild um and that just goes to show you that this depth uh but he he uh, we watched uh, you and i watched him two or three years ago um at the the state championship um yeah. and I, I remember we're uh, I can't remember what was it lj johnson uh, is that uh, his name was uh, landon jackson Landon Jackson. I, he was a defensive end. Yeah, I, I yeah. always would get him confused with L.J. Johnson, the, the strength yeah. and conditioning coach from but uh, from there, a Pleasant but, Grove. Yeah, but they they both played uh, uh, together, and and he was a five star, you know, and I, I wanted to see him play, and he, he yeah, it's, it's know, who we were there he, to watch. <laughs> yeah, but but Marcus Burris was jumping on, uh, like we were oh, like, yeah. hey, that dude's good, and and they had talked about him a lot on Texags, like that that was a guy that we really liked, and yeah. Um, you know, when whenever we start watching them, we're like, man, I I I can really see that. And then uh, fast forward, you know, a year from then, uh, we got to where he was the only one we were talking about. You know, he just he just has has developed as a player throughout high school, and yeah. and he's one that coming into it like he he's going to be a bruiser at this position, and. Yeah. Um, I, I would expect that we'll see him on the field this year, uh, but but I mean, shoot, look at all the other guys that we got there that that, that are yeah. going to play before him. So I mean, we don't even have to have him on the field this this year. And I think I think he's good enough though that he will push and and play a little bit. Uh, yeah. We need him to get out there and get some reps, anyways. But yeah, um, but yeah, I'm super excited about him. Uh, we haven't talked about Albert Regis all that much, but uh, he's one that I'm also excited about. I actually, and these these are now we're getting into the three star talent, you know, and the and the guys that aren't like the name name brand of their class, but uh, Dallas Walker the fourth, he's he's mm-hmm. a guy that I've 
I've followed on Twitter for a really long time. Um, for whatever reason, I, I he just he just some of those guys like I'm just like I kind of like this kid. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow him and and yeah. watch his development. Um, he's one that just I personally he seems like a really good good kid, and I'd yeah. love to see him him get some reps for us. Um, same with Jordan it, Jefferson and I think and it's them, a. But, I think I think Dallas Walker's dad, Dallas Walker the uh, third, he he's kind of a badass. Like uh, he's uh, I, I think I follow him on Twitter. He's ex military. Uh, oh, is that he's right? Pre- he's ex military. He's a preacher uh, up in in Tennessee, where, where they're from. And, there um, there was something that whenever he committed, um, it was like a family affair where like his dad yeah. posted something, and maybe his mom posted something, he posted something, and it was like that good heartfelt like. Yeah, you could tell that yeah. they loved A and M, and so like sure. that was what. That's why I was like, I'm going to follow this kid. Like I like this kid already. Yeah, and um, that's kind of why I've always followed him. And so like he, he's he's a story that I'd love to see him work out. But I I, I feel like I follow his dad on Twitter too, and and I because yeah. I definitely remember his dad talking about like he's going to outwork everybody. Like he he's got mm-hmm. the work ethic, and um, and and he you know I. Any any player on our team, I want them to see the field. I want them to you know be able to to play up to their ability and and get themselves in the best position to maybe move on to the next level. Um, but you know he's at a position where there's so many guys that it's yeah. it's so easy to to just forget. Like I said, I mean, you know, we've talked about twenty other guys because we're so deep at this this in this position group and yeah, well, and like um, and, and, and it's just and most awesome. people. And most of the guys we talked about just now are, are super young, like either like first year or second year guys. So um, if I feel like AM fans have a tendency, like the people that follow this stuff, have a tendency to kind of write guys off if they're not starting out for their second year. But when you're when you have this many guys at one position, uh, you're gonna have to give it some time, you know, unless they're just like the elite of the elite. But uh, yeah. but give these guys time to to to, to grow into it, and uh, you know. Get the, get their bodies right and improve, um, and maybe in a couple of years you look up and and they're contributors. But um, on on Marcus Burris, real quick, um, he absolutely flashed in that state game. I, I he, mm-hmm. think he flashed more than the guy we were there to see in Landon Jackson. Uh, unfortunate that he he tore his Achilles last off season and had to miss his senior year, uh, but he was able to go through spring ball. Um, I don't think he played the spring game, but I think he got. He got in most of the practices. Um, he played defensive end in high school at about six uh, five two eighty. He's much bigger than that now. I think. I think you'll look up a year from now, and he's probably six five three fifteen, and starting next to, you know, McKinley Jackson and Isaiah Rakes on a defensive tackle. Yeah. And I think uh, he's. I, I saw a picture of him in the spring. I had to go look up the roster. I was like, who is who's ninety one? Like I don't even know who that is. I was like, "Oh crap! It's Burris. Like, that's a that's a grown man." But mm-hmm. no, I'd, I'd love to see him get some playing time this year and, and see what he's got. But uh, he's got plenty of time to to get to it. But um, lo- I love our D line. Uh, I love the the starters are great. Um, we have excellent depth. Uh, we should be able to rotate and keep these guys fresh. And you know, like we did last year, uh, dominate games in the fourth quarter and. You saw it at the end of the North Carolina game in the bowl game. Uh, they needed, you know, they needed a yard, and uh, PV gets in there and 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 stops them. Then we go score, and then we get, you know, we, we sack Sam Howell back to back plays 
on the next drive and put them in fourth and long. So um, it's, it's the strength of this team. And I think it's, it's one of the best units uh, in the country and they're going to have an excellent year. Um, yeah. I, we get I, of- it, it, it reminds me of um, that first year that we, I think it was the first year with Jimbo where we played uh, Bama, Clemson, um, Georgia, and who else did we play? Somebody LSU. else that, that like they all had like the best D line, like they all or, uh, could, could, uh, Auburn. Uh, yeah, maybe it was Auburn. Yeah. Um, but they were all like that year. It was like they were known for their D line. Like it, yeah. it, it was like we went against every single good D line in, in college football that year. Um, mm-hmm. The way that we went into those games and everybody, like even fans, were like, "Dang, like this D line is tough." Yeah, that's how every team is going to face us this year. There's no doubt about it. Like you can't look at our line and be like, "Ah, they'll they'll be okay." No, like this is a talent rich group of guys, and um, it's gonna it's gonna be intimidating for a lot of teams um, yeah. because it, it's just a it's just a um, it's just a motivation killer. You know, if you can't run the ball, you just like it, that's that really gets to you, you know. Um, and I think for for years, I mean, you still see a lot of teams that try to get it to where teams can't pass, and it's like we try. They try to force these teams to be one dimensional by running the ball. Uh, I feel like that's what we did a lot when we had those really good edge rushers and we had some decent uh, DBs. You know, that we were trying to trying to get it to where they couldn't the quarterback didn't have enough time to pass you know we were just just pass rushing like crazy so we wanted them to run but then we had like one of the worst run defenses ever because everybody would run on us you know um flipping the script here to where we're making them forcing them to throw on us and we just have just a you know great wall of china that they have to run through like yeah it, it just that's intimidating. You know, it just really is. It, it's demoralizing a little bit because it's like, you know, you want to have runs here and there that you're getting three, four, five yards, you know, and, and when you know that every time you try to do that, you're just hitting a brick wall, um, it, it can really mess with you, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I say that to say I expect that this year – the what what everybody's going to be pointing at it being like the weak link of our defense is going to be our our pass defense you know like oh well run defense is really good but we we keep giving up the ball passing wise we're taking away that element of their offense altogether like i fully expect that teams are going to have hell trying to run on us um and and so yes they're going to pass the ball and yes they're going to have success passing the ball but we're keeping them one dimensional and, and that's a tiring deal throughout the game. Um, and we have 20 guys right here that can make sure that they're consistently healthy the entire game and yeah. they're, they're keeping it to where they're keeping all these teams one dimensional. And, and, um, so yeah, we're going to get torched on a few plays, especially when we play Mississippi state and Ole Miss and, and some of these teams that are going to try to air it out and are going to be good at airing it out. But um, nobody's gonna be running on us. Uh, may, no. Maybe Al- maybe Alabama, but even Alabama's gonna have a tough time, you know. And yeah. they've got the best offensive line in the nation, you know. So 
Yeah, um, I think I think Elko's got to be excited about the things he can do with these guys up front. There's um, no doubt about it. Real quick, 60 seconds on uh, one a, a, a certain high school recruit uh, on the defensive line that I am uh, extremely excited about. He has not committed to A&M, but uh, could in the future. We don't have the recruiting scoop, but uh, I think A&M looks good for him just based based off of uh, Twitter, the Twitter, the, the, the Twitter universe out there. Um, one of our early episodes, I mentioned uh, there was a bear on the loose. Uh, I was I was referring, of course, to Bear Alexander, who is a defensive tackle from the Dallas area, uh, five star player. I'm not mincing words. I don't want to mince words when I say this. He's the best defensive tackle I have ever seen us recruit. Um, he's six three, three hundred twenty five pounds. Uh, I talked about if you if you were going to make a defensive end out of clay, you'd, it'd look like Michael Clemens. If you're going to make one a defensive tackle out of clay, it'd look like Bear Alexander, and he'd play like Bear Alexander. He's He's incredibly, incredibly uh, strong, incredibly quick. Um, I may link his highlights to the uh, when they played against Longview last year. It's the most dominating three minutes of football I've ever watched. Like <laughs> it's just absolutely insane. Um, if uh, I think we'll talk about the other guys on the D line in the twenty twenty two class at a later date, but A um, and M is looking really strong at that position once again, and it's it's encouraging for an A and M to be an A and M fan because. Uh, that's one position you cannot be weak at uh, if you want to compete in this league and compete for championships. And uh, Jimbo is showing no sign of slowing down at that position. So um, yeah, a lot to be excited this, about. This terminology is, is the way I ever use. Um, I hate to even use it, but it's it's easy to use. Um, you know, we're the, the D-line university, you know, D-line U. Um, yeah. We, if there's one position that we can say that, we have consistently been good at for 10 years or since we moved to the sec, it's been the D line and, and it's just progressively gotten better. Um, so it gives you a lot of confidence whenever you're looking at a guy like bear Alexander, that's, that's out there that likes us a lot. You know, I'm going into this season knowing like if there's any D line recruits that are looking at us to see like, okay, I want to see how they actually play this year. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. if there's, if there's running backs that are like, let's see how the running backs actually do this year. Uh, I could be a little bit worried about it. You know, wide receivers, I could be worried about, um, D line. No, it's like, okay, you know, like you can come watch the best, like we're going to be phenomenal. And, and so, you know, in the, in the era of college football where the rich get richer, um, yeah. we're rich at this position and, that's the best position we could possibly ask to be rich at. Um, That's really, really good for us moving forward. Um, Malik Silla is a guy that we already have committed. Um, He's, he's a phenomenal player too. And elite, um, elite defensive end at a Oh, very elite. He's a really, really good player. So um, we, the future is bright because the guys that we have on the field is just, insane i mean it's and looking it's, looking it's, way down the line uh thus far in 2023 there's like 10 four-star defensive ends in texas <laughs> like oh, really? it's yeah it's 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 sick uh the, the, i think this state is really producing some high-end talent and uh and an attractive option right now for those kids um no doubt about it we're 58 minutes and 42 seconds in i can't let us go a full hour talking d-line without giving props to uh, Elijah Robinson and Terry Price. 
mm-hmm. we talked about Terry Price on the receiver episode because his son Devin is a receiver for us. But Terry's been here for a decade and is uh, he's he's good as gold, man. Like he yeah. he's got a he's got a job here until he wants to retire. Um, his 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 guys he coaches the defensive ends. They always produce. And then Elijah's got to be one of the of the very best young assistants in the game. Like mm-hmm. he's the reason that we're getting those guys from the Northeast. He played at Penn State. Um, he just really connects with those with those kind of players, uh, with the defensive linemen, and um, he's just a, a total stud, uh, recruiting wise and coaching wise. So Andem is very fortunate to have those two coaches. Yeah, Co- Coach Price. I'll always I'll always beat the drum for Coach Price. He, he's one of my favorites of all time. He scared yeah. the absolute crap out of me whenever I first came in working for him. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of came to learn that he had a really good heart, you know, and, yeah. and he just, he's just a, a really, really good guy. Um, yeah. and, and so I, and we have the best, we have the best D line cookouts in the country. Bar yeah, oh, no doubt about it. I still never got to go to those. PJ always got to go to those, and that wasn't fair because he wouldn't ever invite us. But um, I'm open. Open those coaches here this episode and, and decide to invite us. Yeah, I, I used to. I used to tell you know I told you that anecdote about how Coach Price like got onto us for cheering for the offense one time because one of the <laughs> managers, big country, was cheering for the offense yeah. and yeah. and uh, he was like, I want to see y'all cheer for the defense. I was like. Hey, I'll cheer for y'all as soon as uh, I go to that D line cookout, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I never did get to go to to one of those. But I guarantee it's good. Yeah. Um, He's got that but, big green egg, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, shoot, I think it's all we got. Uh, this is one that we were really we were we were really looking forward to. Um, it's one of you know, it's such an important position uh, in football, and it's one that. AM is also really good at and should be very good at for a while. And um, just a, a personal favorite of mine. Uh, like whenever we're whenever we're watching film and, and watching recruits, I always kind of gravitate to the, the defensive lineman first. But um, ex- exciting times for the, the AM defense. Yeah, I, I, this is my favorite position to watch on the field all the time. Um, this was I just love watching of- those. I love watching those defensive tackles in high school just blow stuff up. Just yeah, you know, I, destroy. I didn't even have I didn't even have to prep for this episode. Like I knew exactly what I was going to say about every single one of these guys because like I I love the D line so much. Um, yeah. So so yeah, like this is this is my favorite position. I'm a big defensive guy, but I just love hard nose, just tough football. Um, yeah. And and what better place to find hard nose, tough football? And then defensive line, you know, so. Yeah. Um, well, uh, coming up next, uh, we've got some uh, more conference previews. We're going to be talking SEC East. And then uh, next position, I think we're, we're going to try to squeeze linebacker and defensive back uh, into the same one. We'll see how that goes. We have to split it up. But we'll, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, keep, you, we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, appreciate you listening, as always. Um, uh, tell a friend about the pod. Uh, leave us a five-star review. Uh, keep sending questions in. Um, we're going to do another one of those at the end of the month. Um, we had so much fun with the last one, and uh, uh, we love getting to interact with you guys. So um, that'll do it for us, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.